remember the first verse of the song. What happened? I was so in, I was so into it. I just I keep thinking of the second verse. What's the first verse? Um, I've been looking for a reason I didn't need to find. Cause we're all to blame and we're all justified. It's hard to be a rambler when they need you. Keep it together one night at a time. I've been fighting a good fight, but it was never mine. And bloody in my fist never made anything right. It's hard to be a rambler when they need you. Keep it together one night at a time. To keep it together one night at a time. Restitution for sinners. Remembering a good night's sleep again All the sweetness All your sweetness How I missed you so And it's hard to be a rambler When they need you Keep it together one night at a time. To keep it together one night at a time. Just pretend all that crackling was some mistletoe, people work with me here maybe maybe uh maybe that's artsy i don't know or maybe it's crap i don't know i really don't know all i know is onward and upward uh garrett anderson coming at you live uh what is today wednesday november 30th uh 2016 i am back from the grand canyon and uh yeah i made it I made it. I'm out. We got in, camped, got out. Oh, man, it was so cool. It was really, really fun. Uh, what else is going on? Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, what else? Um, it's getting a little little chilly out here in, uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, is, it, is it chilly where you are? Is it cold? Are you all bundled up? Are hot beverages delicious this time of year? Um, I, I had a little dandelion detox tea this morning just to uh, clear out the cabinets a little bit. We had a little bit of a backlog of tea and uh, I saw my cousin drinking some tea, um, uh, when he was over for Thanksgiving and I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's kind of a, you know, my, the Irish side of my mom's family was, you know, big tea drinkers more so than coffee. Um, uh, and, uh, 
yeah, so we've always enjoyed a cup of tea in my family, especially my mom's side of the family. So it was cool to do that with a cousin from that side of the family. I was like, yeah, that's right, man. We, 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 do, uh, we do have cups of tea. So I had a cup of tea with my cousin Paul and then uh, kept it going this morning before work. I had one of those mornings where I woke up early enough to, to, to stretch and like kind of have a little bit of just, you know, breathe in, breathe out, get ready for the day kind of time. And yet I was still a little grumpy after that. I, I pulled out the yoga mat, did some stretches. Um, so it's funny, I, I'm standing up right now doing stretches because I just thought about it by talking about it. Um, and I'm standing at the microphone trying to just record straight in here. I hope this is sounding okay. Um, experimenting, ever, ever growing, ever evolving podcast here. Uh, the live atches. Uh, I hope they're coming along nicely. I hope everybody's digging them. I'm definitely do, uh, enjoying doing them. So, uh, yeah, anyway, um, the, uh, the Grand Canyon. Oh, by the way, uh, the outro music for today is going to be my buddy Russ. Possibly the intro music too. I don't know how I'm going to splice this together. I was jamming before and some of it might have been really whack. So uh, I may have to do a little editing. Um, and also, uh, yeah, the, that terrible buzz during uh, my new song, um, One Night at a Time or Keep It Together or whatever you want to call that. But a uh, little cowboy shuffle there and then up to A and E, you know? So much music is just E-A-B. Um, we watched that that show on HBO, what was that called, where it was like the rock, uh, the rock label guy in New York City. Um, what was that called? I feel like Mick Jagger helped to make it, and Mick Jagger's son played the lead in the band. Um, the, uh, he was an actor in it. Uh, shoot, what was that called? Guy does a bunch of blow, uh, record deals. I don't remember. HBO show. Vinyl. Yeah, it was vinyl. All right, yeah. Um, I had to picture it. I had to picture it coming on on HBO. I imagined the HBO logo, and then I was like, oh, yeah, vinyl. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. But uh, um, why was I trying to think of vinyl? Uh, I don't remember. What was I just talking about? Oh, the Cowboy Shuffle. E-A-B. Yeah, G. Oh, yeah, so E-A-B. There's a scene in that movie where the, the, the raspy old uh, black soul fella whose uh, career was fucked over by the record executive main character guy but then comes back to represent this band to make sure that the band gets a fair shakeout and also to get himself paid. So uh, this brother's like, man, E-A-B, man, it's all E-A-B. And he goes on this big uh, this big rant of, of guitar, you know, strumming together these different tunes that are all E-A-B. And, uh, yeah, there's some truth to that. So what is that if we want to get chord progression? nerdy it's the one four five yeah and that's your that's oops that's your blues that's your uh one four five happiness there what the fuck is that buzz i think it's something in the guitar path i'm terribly sorry about that um i'm just gonna mute that now and just go straight up vocals here vocals vocal solo these podcasts are like just long vocal solos of just speaking instead of singing but sometimes singing especially when i get a song in my head like sun, sun, everywhere a sun. Barking up the scenery, breaking my mind. Do you stop to that? Can't you read the sign? Oh. Something like that. Um, yeah, so uh, anyway, EAB. That song is a little cowboy tune about uh, keeping it together one night at a time. Um, the lyrics are... Uh, they're they're maybe a work in progress, but I'm fleshing them out. The uh, it starts with um, I've been for uh, I've been searching for a reason I didn't need to find. 
because we're all to blame and we're all justified. And it's hard to be a rambler when they need you to keep it together one night at a time. And, uh, and then the second verse is, um, I've been fighting the good fight, but it was never mine. And bloody in my fists never made anything right. And it's hard to be a rambler. Yeah, we'll keep together one night at a time. Uh, and then uh, the quick little bridge, um, restitution for the sinner, remembering a good night's sleep again. Oh, the sweetness. Oh, the sweetness. How I missed you so. Um, and then that goes back into hard to be a rambler. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like that's one of those three-quarter written tunes. I, I'm performing it out and really enjoying playing it. Sometimes I'll tack on, like, repeat the first verse again at the end of the tune kind of daily. Uh, kind of ditty um, but I uh, really love man that tune just kind of like slips right off me it's a you know how words can roll off your tongue I feel like as a performer um, as a musician some songs um, and as a writer some songs just kind of roll off the tongue for you hey Jack no bark buddy hold on Jack come on dude no bark man let's do the follow along is this recording hopefully Jack just give me a couple more minutes man we'll keep it quick um, just chill out, buddy. Just chill out. Chill out. Chill out. So rambling. Um, I, uh, this is a little, little fun tidbit. Um, I got up to 500 likes on my Facebook page today or yesterday. Uh, but I'm there. I reached a milestone of half of a thousand, um, friends and family and, and strangers and colleagues and people from the past, mostly, um, pe people that don't know me yet aren't aren't fans of the page, but people that do know me are fans of the page uh, for the most part. Uh, it's funny to be a performer and 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 also be social networking because you have a personal profile as well. And uh, there's this funny moment that I've witnessed a couple people do where they they kind of do the math and they're like, oh, uh, I've got like, you know, let's say 400 f personal friends on Facebook, but only 200 likes to my page. And then you do the math and you're like, oh, crap, not all my friends like my page. And you know you've posted about it a bunch and you know it's like such an easy thing to just go click that you like something. Um, but uh, but it is funny. It, it does feel somewhat momentous, but also somewhat just like another click on the register. Although I think if uh, <laughs> this is this is when you know you're having a great, <laughs> a great successful uh a burst of um, popularity is when you can keep track of who is which like. Um, <laughs> they're not coming in so fast that it's a blur. I'm like, oh, there's a new like, and my 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 buddy Andy, um, a, who's kind of like my m mentor and and uh, you know almost in becoming in ways somewhat of a life coach, um, but definitely a consultant and a confidant. Uh, and, uh, he, I think he was my 500th like, which is kind of, kind of funny and cool. Um, cause we, we want to like kind of work together in terms of making sure we support each other in our different ventures. And, uh, so he's doing this thing, uh, live me now. And, uh, I gave him a little testimonial cause like, honestly, this dude is a smart cat. His brain works very fast. He's, uh, you know, he, he's a very good communicator, um, yeah, he gets you thinking. He gets your gears turning. So uh, I'm very fortunate to have his uh, mentorship and the fact that he's opening it up to people because that's what he likes to do. He likes to consult people to a, a better path for themselves and help them achieve, you know, greatness within themselves. Um, and uh, he's got a regiment, uh, you know, not a regiment, but uh, 
in fact, I've got to go give them a call and say, hey, let's do this uh, and kind of commit to, to doing it with them because up to this point it's been informal. But, uh, yeah, so uh, um, Andrew Bustamante with uh, Live Me Now. Um, I hope I'm getting that right. I haven't seen it enough that it's like committed to memory, but I'm pretty sure it's Live Me Now. And uh, so he was my 500th like, and hopefully we're going to tag team up and, um, you know, it'll be good for me to have an outside influence to, to make me accountable uh, to myself in terms of, you know, just promoting shit and having content and keeping the dream aflame and marching in the right direction um, and uh, manifesting things, not just uh, doing the podcast and not just gigging because um, the, the whole idea of the podcast was to springboard me through an act of courage and an act of content um, to be even more of an artist um, and in that way you know put my, put my songs out there and also try to figure out a way to um, you know capitalize on it with money monetize it because um, I think um, I don't know. I, there may be a market there. You know, what makes me encouraged is like guys like Iron and Wine, um, guys like Ryan Adams with like the very prolific, just sort of all over the place, beautiful, uh, beautiful delivery, but also just like a very prolific guy. Um, if uh, Damien Rice, if these guys can go out there with acoustic guitars and play these sort of sweet songs, I think there's a market for what I do as well. Um, and it's, it, I almost imagine my favorite kind of show might be in one of these, um, sort of like community theater spaces, um, where, you know, it's, it's somewhat in, you know, it's pretty intimate it's kind of a small, small room, um, just sort of like a carpet on a plain black stage and like go, you know, go time, maybe some lights, some hues, some blues and purples and reds for the angry parts. Um, but uh, and then, you know, sort of an attentive audience. Um, I love the idea of that sort of theater performance uh, bit or, or, you know, standing up um, with like that little the little stool table off to the side with like a water on it and a rag. Um, you know, I, I think that's cool. Like the minimalist uh, stage setup thing where there's not much distraction and, and it is like an artistic experience. I think I need to coach myself up and, and practice myself into, um, good play and shape. Um, get that hour long set down, you know, Hey, you've got an hour to, to, to try to blow some minds and just put on a nice show. You know, an hour gives you time to do some ebbs and flows and, and whatnot. So, uh, what would that be? What would that look like for me? Right now, I'm in scatterbrain mode. Let's try every song I know and like so let's uh, experiment with working the loop pedal in, trying uh, the, the different covers, uh, brushing up on different covers. Oh, which reminds me. So, I played um, uh, Wild Vines the other day, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Um, so, yeah, I hiked out of the Grand Canyon on Monday. Um, drove back to uh, Scottsdale on Tuesday and then Wednesday night had a gig before Thanksgiving. So I went through a little stretch there where I was pushing it, real pushing it. Um, push it real good. Is that the right thing? Did I just, did I, was that a mashup or was that the thing? Push it real good. <laughs> Growing older and getting a little bit of a lower register. <laughs> Low. Uh, <laughs> I know that doesn't sound good, but that's what practice is. You just go for it and hope it turns out well. One of the my favorite thing to do with a low voice is the um, from Jesus Christ Superstar. They're like, quick, fast, go call the Roman guard. No, wait. We need 
need a more permanent solution to our problem. Like that guy's got a super duper deep voice. And uh, oh man, I'm not going to get hired to do Tony the Tiger anytime soon. That is that is rough. I'm more in the, I, I think my voice is higher than I even think it is. When I hear myself on like the phone and stuff, I'm like, wait, oh my God, I'm speaking so, okay. Like, what about, like, is my voice really that high? Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it kind of, it kind of hangs out in this mid range, mid high, mid high range. That's a good range to be. I like the mid high range. There's a pretty sunset happening out the window here in uh, Scottsdale. Um, I'll try to get this posted soon. And, um, oh, the, the Janie's gig, uh, or not Janie's gosh, I've got two gigs and I'm missing up, messing them up, mixing their names up. I was going to say, and then I was like mixing, mincing, um, uh, mixing their names up so it was a wild vines gig and um it's cool i got set up my cousin came and one of the weird things about having my cousin w- here was that he wanted to help and pitch in with uh with the gear and with getting to the gig and which was fantastic it was really great it was actually in my dd so i got to have a, uh, a couple tullamore dues um also in honor of that side of the family so we had cup of teas and we had tullamore dues i think there's probably some O'Sullivan's in the audience that might be clapping right now um <laughs> Um, love you guys. You guys are great. You bunch of knuckleheads. Jack, you're a knucklehead too. Jack, quiet, quiet, buddy. Quiet, please. Quickly. Okay, so Paul was there. He was trying to help. We get all packed up and he packs up the mixer. What I always do is I grab the uh, power cord for the mixer and um, put it in the box underneath the mixer and then I put the mixer on top of it. Jack, be quiet. Go lay down, buddy. And uh, Paul didn't do that. He left the power cord out. Um, just put it down on the carpet next to the outlet, packed the, the PA up, um, the mixer, and uh, closed up the box. We got packed up. We headed out. I didn't grab the power cord. I should have done a last sweep through the room and looked for anything that looked like it was missing, but I didn't. Um, so uh, we get there, and I, un- I unpack all my shit, and then I'm like, oh, my God, where's the power cord? I was like, oh, fuck, we, we left the power cord at home. So I can't make a single goddamn sound um, out of the, uh, the, oh, the Godin A6 is back, everybody. It, it came in the mail the other day. It surprised me, which is great. Ding dong, knock, knock, knock. I was like, oh, I'm really glad I'm home because someone's knocking at our door uh, with a package. I open up, it's the Godin guitar. Oh, no, 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 I knew to be home because the day before they left a note that said, um, we miss, you know, sorry, we missed you. Um, please have someone home tomorrow or, you know, we'll, we'll drop this off tomorrow between, I don't know, eight and eight. Uh, God knows they give you a big window for those things. But, um, so, uh, I knew to stay home. I worked from home that day and in the middle of the day, ding dong, knock, knock, knock. I was like, Oh, it's the guitar. I was so pumped. This delivery. I was like, Hey man, cool. You play guitar. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm so glad to get it back. It actually broke in shipping when I sent the original back for repairs. So they had build me a new one from scratch. So shout out to Godin or Godan. I don't know how you guys say it. Um, for, uh, for making sure to take care of their customers. That was pretty sweet. Um, you know, something broke in shipping and they, they were like, Hey, we'll get you a new guitar. And so, uh, <laughs> we're still going to have to g- tweak getting that buzz out of the uh, direct in recording <laughs> method, which we're doing right now. Jack. So no power cord. I'm a little bit frazzled. 
And um, while I'm trying to like debate in my head, troubleshoot what to do, this guy comes up, you know, a patron of uh, Wild Vines comes up. He says, hey, uh, hey, we're, you know, looking forward to hearing you play. What kind of stuff do you play? And we kind of chit chatting. And then he uh, he kind of drops in. Yeah, I'm, I'm here with my buddy who was a touring guitar player with Eric Clapton for quite a while. I was like, oh, no shit. That's really cool. Um, I forget his name. I should look into that and figure that out. Um, but uh, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So it kind of put some pressure on me too. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'm really excited for him to hear what I do. And, uh, you know, then nice meeting you, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I got to finish setting up because I didn't have this power cord yet. And I was like, oh, man, I can't make a single noise through, you know, the, the guitar or the, the mic without power to my mixer thing. Um, the mixer thing where you plug in the cables that, that go into other instruments that you play and bang on and sing into. And they go, la, la, la. And then it goes all through the, the wiring and the cables and it goes into something that just, which sends an electrical signal, I guess, to um, speakers, which are cones that vibrate. And then that somehow makes a noise, a sound that reaches your ear, um, you know, vibrations through the air. And then your tiny little ear hairs pick them up. And they do a little dancey wiggle. And that's why it sounds different. That's why it doesn't, not everything sounds the same all the time. Sound waves would probably sound the same all the time. Is that, is that true? That can't be true. There's got to be a bunch of variability that goes with that. Um, but uh, so I wasn't going to make a goddamn sound if I didn't figure out this power cord situation. So I'm like, okay, well, all right. first thing, first thing I think of is call a buddy of mine that lives a couple neighborhoods over. See if he's home. See if he's got an extra one laying around. Because it's a pretty common cord. Like, if you have an external computer monitor that plugs in with a power cord, it's that, you know, like, it's it's got a, a, an end with the female end for a tri-prong electrical, you know, power source. Like, what would be at the end of an extension cord. And then the other end is, is that male end of the, you know, two prongs and a ground um, uh, kind of you know power thing that's that's what you plug in and it powers your mixer right so the the male end of the mixer goes into the female end of the power cord and then the power cord runs it down into well for me it's uh one of these power strips and then into the wall isn't that interesting electricity everyone um, <laughs> I'm just giving myself some grief for going on about that for so long. Um, actually in the middle of it, I thought maybe my girls will listen to this one day and that'll help them think like mechanically in, in some way like that. That might be good. I, I actually wish people talked more mechanically in general. Like what? Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if I mean that. Maybe I just don't do it enough. Maybe I need to think in that way more and encourage my girls to think in that way because it's useful. It's very useful to be able to think in those terms. That's how you troubleshoot trying to run a sound rig. And uh, speaking of troubleshooting running a sound rig, I didn't have my power cord. So I called my buddy, goes to voicemail. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so I, my, my plan was to ask him to like rip one off of a computer or find a spare one out of a bag or something. Um, a bag somewhere, pretty nondescript. But I was hoping he was going to have one. It goes to voicemail. Okay, strike out there. And I was like, you know what? This is a restaurant. There's tons of electronics here. They probably got one. So I was like, let me go talk to the owner. So I went up to her, talked to a little shop, which is always fun. It's it's so fun to talk some shop with the owners. And then uh, it, I, I, I do enjoy that sort of like access and that feeling of like backstage privilege kind of thing. You know, she's in her office. She's like, yeah, what's up? Uh, not this occasion, but I, I have spoken to her back there before. And uh 
man, that was always fun, especially coming up in Baltimore, uh, playing the eight by 10 club, getting paid at the end of the night. <laughs> that was so fun. Um, I mean, that was obviously the, the least concerning part of it all. Like the rest of it was super duper fun, but, um, and, and I, I, I hope I don't sound shallow in that way, but just as a kid growing up, imagining being a rock star and going and playing a club and, and getting to get paid at the end of the night, you know, like that's, that's like some, um, you know, uh, watershed moment, um, like a milestone, like a dream come true. I mean, let's, let's be blunt. Let's a dream come true. I got, I got to earn a couple shekels for me and my friends, um, and, uh, and put on a show and a, and a party for the rest of our friends. It was fantastic. I, uh, I loved it. I loved it so much. And, uh, uh, but, uh, ever onward and upward. So, um, the, uh, the boss lady, she's like, uh, no, I don't have one, but here, talk to this guy. And it just so happens that the dude at the end of the bar was an AV guy. He was like, oh yeah, I probably got one in my truck. And we walk, I don't know, <laughs> we walk outside and uh, it turns out he runs a company that hosts live music and visual and audio, um, for like, you know, commercial events, private events, uh, whatever. Um, he does that for a living. Um, I think he said he could stage up to five five thousand or fifty thousand i don't remember um but he has the cord i run back i plug it in and i'm like i'm still nervous because now now i'm plugged in i'm all set up i got my guitar going through the system it sounds good um and then i'm like okay finally i got through that one and then i was like oh my gosh a guy who who played guitar with eric clapton in his touring band is sitting right there and now I've got to I've got to figure out what to play next. And uh, lately, I haven't been thinking out my set lists. I've just been kind of like knowing my general song bank, brushing up on a couple things that I want to do, and uh, and winging it because it's it's a long time and kind of want to practice going with the flow and doing that. But um, I was like, man, what do I what do I play? So I was a little little out of sorts. It took me a while. So I know I noticed this by playing live music. Um, that uh, if I get real agitated, I kind of get a, a, like a stick up my ass. Like I can tell, I can feel it. And it's that sort of like you're tense and it almost is enough to make you start sweating because you're anxious and you're literally manifesting and like reacting to your anxiousness by clenching up. And I remember uh, there were times um, when, you know, trying to figure out how to be a good bar band back in the day where, you know, we as a band, we'd be trying something and I I wasn't sure if, if, if it was working or if it was working for the room at the moment. And I would kind of have to just retreat into myself. And I was also just very self-conscious about what are people thinking about what I'm doing? Is this working? You know, is this cool? I don't know. And I would look down and close my eyes and just completely shut off into myself. And, um, and, and sometimes that would help me relax through it. But once I was there, I, I had the like presence of body you know, like I had a mindfulness enough about my body that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm tense. I'm, I'm like literally clenching my butt cheeks. Like I've got a stick up my ass. Like I could hold a stick between my butt cheeks right now. So I was like, wait, Garrett, stop having a stick up your ass. And I would have to tell myself this. And people that know me are not surprised. Like I get sticks up my ass. So uh, just tell me to, to relax and let it drop out of my ass if, uh, if I ever have a, a stick up my ass with you. Um, Grand Canyon was, was pretty phenomenal. Um, you just got to go. I don't know what to say about it. I, I thought about going on long rants about the Grand Canyon, but, um, it was, it was so cool. Suffice it to say, 
we we made it in and made it out it rained on the day we hiked out which was a bit of a bummer but at the same time it kind of motivated us to just hike our asses off and get out um and uh, it was chilly at the top um it wasn't quite snowing yet at the top um but it was getting cold at night uh and then down in the in the rim it's kind of cool it works like an oven because of the altitude change and because it's just uh, kind of baking in the sun um, the canyon retains a lot of heat. So it's like between 15, 20 degrees warmer uh, in the canyon than on the rim, which I thought that, uh, was was really great. Um, just hanging out on the Colorado, there's beaches down there. I didn't realize that we were going to be staying on like a beach. Like there were beach campsites next to the river. And I was like, well, of course, it's running water. Like it's, you literally walk through time. There's giant, right? There's giant rocks at the top that you have to scale down and, and uh, hop over. The trail we did was called New Hance Trail. And it was a, it was a doozy for me. Like I'm, I'm somewhat experienced hiker and generally an athlete, but I'm an out an out of shape athlete. Um, 32 year old out of shape athlete out of shape might be stretching it. I'm, I'm in, I'm in can casually hike the grand Canyon shape, casually play some pickup basketball on, on a, uh, you know, um, casually play some pickup basketball and feel, and feel it for the next couple of days shape. Um, yeah, so I've, I, I'm actually just now feeling better from the Grand Canyon. I was having my, uh, my quads took a beating. Uh, the way down is harder than the way up, I'd say. Um, it, we had, so this was the one thing I forgot to bring. Darren provided everything and I told him I could bring some hiking poles and they were the one thing I forgot to bring. So he had three hiking poles, one of, so one of his two pair um, one pole of his two pair of poles was busted. So we had three poles between us and, uh, we were kind of alternating with, depending upon who needed it at the time. Uh, he let me have both of them for most of it, which was nice. But, uh, yeah, the pack was heavy. He estimated it was probably about 40 pounds or somewhere around there. And, uh, definitely got that, that little soreness on my hips where the, uh, uh, where the pack was my, oh my gosh, my, uh, deltoids, um, my shoulders were so, so sore at the end of the downhill hike that, that pack just wrecked my shoulders. So honestly, the whole restful day, I, I did a lot of yoga. <laughs> I did a lot of stretching on my little, um, sleeping mat on the beach. We slept out under the stars the first night. Oh, it was, it was really cool. Moon didn't come up for quite some time. I remember that. It was funny. I, I fell asleep and then the moon came out and it was so bright that it kind of like you notice it and you kind of wake up and I stirred and I looked at the, it's like, Oh, the moon. Um, although at that time I didn't have my glasses on. So it was just kind of a, a fuzzy, uh, fuzzy scene, but I did, I did know that the moon was up, but I was like, Oh, I'm sure that's beautiful, but my eyes suck. So instead of having this gorgeous moment where I'm going to fall back asleep, I'm going to have this blurry moment, take a moment in my head debating whether or not I should put on my glasses to, to check out the sky, uh, decide that I'm tired and want to capitalize on going back to sleep while I'm sleepy. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Like if you feel like sleeping, it's, it's good to sleep. Um, that gets me into some trouble in the morning though. I, I, I it's, hard, it's hard to wake up in the morning. Sometimes I, I want to snooze and wake up when my body's ready. Mm, that would be, that would feel so healthy to me. Feel so in the moment. So yeah, I had to do a lot of stretching and, uh, I think that's where we, uh, where we started, uh, quite a while ago. Um, I hope you enjoyed this rant. I certainly enjoyed getting it off my chest. 500 likes on Facebook, um, GarrettAndersonMusic.com. What else? Uh, I am, I'm still selling. 
um, what is it, uh, Patapsco session, uh, the the four piece live uh, full band, um, Paul, Mark, uh, Stan, and myself, and uh, Patapsco session. I think it's six songs, original tunes that we jammed on, and uh, proceeds are going to Believe in Music in Baltimore. Um, it's been a slow burn on that one. I'm just gonna leave it open um, and try to collect a couple donations over time. Um, I really think the music is good. I think it's a, I think it's a steal. Enjoy the music and enjoy putting some some funds towards a good cause. Um, I swear to goodness, everyone who's who's contributed so far that I will be donating the funds. I um, I'm not like a a Bernie Madoff uh, kind of character. This is not a Ponzi scheme or anything like that. Um, oh man, that's a weird thing about getting older. Do you notice some of your friends getting into like pyramid schemes and you're like, oh man, they don't know about like, oh, okay. Well, or maybe they do know and they're just giving it a whirl because there is part of life that's like, wait, I'm the older generation. Like I get to, I get to, you know, collect off the younger generation. I'm at the top of the pyramid. Uh, this is my pyramid. Oh, but wait, there's like a bunch of pyramid above me. Oh my gosh. Never ending. It's like, uh, it takes, I mean, it can work. I, I guess it can work. I don't know. What, what, why am I, why am I hating on pyramid schemes? Is there, is there a good reason to hate on pyramid schemes? Are they inherently bad or am I just like, I'm a gullible person. So I'm scared of them. So I'm like, oh, they're bad. Maybe. I don't know. Man, I've been listening to some really healthy stuff on the Joe Rogan podcast lately. Quick shout out. Um, Rogan has had some really good guests on lately. Um, Adams, the guy who does Dilbert. Um, Peterson, this Canadian um, clinical... Clinical... Wait, I don't remember. Personal psychologist? Um, Not a social psychologist maybe personal psychologist. Um, and, and, uh, who else, uh, this di- this guy who's studying the flow. Um, these three conversations that I listened to over the last like 48 hours were really impactful. Like they were very timely. Like I, they, were, they had messages that I wanted to hear, um, or that I needed to hear and didn't even know that I, I needed to hear them. Um, and, uh, just good, like, Hey, get grounded with yourself, like sort yourself out. There's good and evil. There's right and wrong. There's truth. And there's like meta truth. And, um, there was a bit about spiritualism. There's a bunch about the flow. Um, this is like, uh, an amalgamation of all three conversations. So like, forgive me, I'm, I'm assigning you a lot of listening if you, if you need this sort of thing or enjoy this sort of thing right now. But, um, talking about getting in the flow states and, uh, um, Oh man, like, uh, persuasion and how Trump used persuasion. Go listen to Scott Adams. He's got some really interesting things to say about how Trump won the presidency, um, and how he's just a master persuader, a master suader. Um, and, uh, yeah, so just really timely. And then this guy, uh, is it Peter Jacobson? Did I say Peterson before? Oh, I don't even remember. I do want to get this right. So I'm going to pull it out on my phone and check right quick. Go to my podcast, Joe Rogan Experience. Jordan Peterson was the guy who went on a rant today, um, a tenured professor of psychology at University of Toronto. Um, and then Scott Adams and who was the other guy? Where? Oh, yeah, Stephen Kotler. So anyway, um, yeah, check those out. They're really cool. And, P- and um, wait, I forget it already. What the heck? Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson went on a beautiful rant 
a beautiful, be- I mean, not a rant. He's, he's super smart. He just like lays out arguments for you. It's really entertaining to listen to him. It's almost like reading uh, an academic book, just listening to the way he presents things. Uh, I, I felt very engaged in his, his, in his viewpoint and the way that he argues and the way that he speaks about things. And he ended up with this beautiful, he just like slid right into this, like talking about Harry Potter and good and evil and the balance and like, um, and then, you know, he talks about the Marvel universe a little bit. And this is after some more like dry um, academic sounding stuff. And they were talking about gender pronouns and things. Um, so, you know, uh, he does he does come around and he slips right into this. Like, let me relate the best stories and the best archetypes. He was really interested in the archetype of a character. Um, uh, he was like. Um, for instance, like a hero could be like, take like your best trait and the best traits of 10 other men or women and, and combine them. And then that's like a hero. And then take like a thousand of those guys and combine them. And that's like a deity, like a Jesus or a Buddha or something like that. They're like an archetype of a character, right? They, they represent like this one path of like goodness and, and speaking truth, right? He had this beautiful moment where you could tell he was getting so uppity about it and like I was listening like this is the best goddamn sermon I've heard in a long time um I've been going to to, to church for a long time and I have my own uh you know journey there with my faith and my you know God and and structure and organized religion and get you know and then factor in trying to have a community for the girls and my upbringing in youth group and and church being like a social thing like a third thing to do other than work and home if you're an adult or school and home for kid, right? So a third thing to do and a, a different community to, to belong to. Um, so I'm, I'm having my own struggles with that, but he had this beautiful bit about like, you learn that the anti hell is like speaking truth and in, engaging with truth and having the truth behind you to give you courage through your next moment. Um, and he was like the, he had some beautiful, beautiful things to say about his beliefs. He was like, and so he, he talks science for quite a while. He dips into like the Marvel comics, Star Wars, Star Trek, um, you know, to, to go, uh, wait to infinity and beyond. Oh my God. I'm such a dad. I was trying to think of, uh, not live long and prosper. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not a Trekkie. Why? I can't think of that. Um, in a galaxy far, far away. No, that's Star Wars. Uh, to, to go boldly where no man has gone. Is that NASA? Oh, shit. I don't know Star Trek at all. Uh, my cousin, Nikki, he's like, okay, you lost two points. You got one point for uh, first cups of tea, one point for Tullamore Dew, and you lost a point for not knowing that. Um, sorry, Nikki. Um, yeah, not a Trekkie. Um, the Frontier? Did it have something to do about the Frontier? Anyway, um, yeah, listen to those guys. Don't, um, yeah, listen to those guys. Joe Rogan had some really, really great guests. Um, and, uh, I, I actually, I would love to be his guest one day. Hopefully I can get, uh, comfortable enough on the microphone to, uh, to maybe, to maybe weasel my way uh, over there for a little hangout, um, which would be just a dream come true. That'd be really cool and a neat way to scale out what I'm trying to do. So anyway, uh, peace, everybody, uh, be well, um, did I say this, the thing about the intro and the outro music being my by my buddy Russ? Um, I was like, hey, man, you've still got that like drum pad, electronic sampler, loopy doopy thing, right? And he was like, yeah. It's like, I've got some homework for you. I'm a little low on my voice memos that I've been using to intro and exit these podcasts. So I was like, Russ, can you make me a couple beats? Um, so I'm going to use those. 
And uh, very, very uh, thank you, gracious, grateful for to Russ for putting those out there um, and uh, taking the time to do that. That was kind of like us hanging out, uh, even though we were 3,000 miles away and like asynchronously. It was just good for me to know that he had to do that because I was like, dude, dude, do that. Treat yourself to a little, little jam ski. So uh, he was bummed that the audio quality wasn't better, and I told him, dude, it's we're just winging it here. No stress. All right, so uh, peace, everybody. Be well, and uh, catch you later.